Hello, Bonsai friends. This is Evan Pardue of Underhill Bonsai, and welcome to episode 66 of Little Things for Bonsai People. And it is 2024, the year of the wood dragon. And I am joined this time by my co-hosts, Carmen lesko Bienski. How's it going, Carmen? Pretty good. How are you doing? Pretty well, pretty well. And then uh, then Mike Lane. Uh, How's it going? Yeah. How you do? How you been, buddy? I'm doing good. Re- recovering. Yeah. Slightly. And yeah. he's uh, he's also got our very special guest baby host, Amelia. How's Amelia doing? Oh, Amelia's doing great. She's uh, a week a week old to, uh, yesterday, and um, she's enjoying the world so far. Yep. So we're getting her into bonsai early. Yep, right now. Right <laughs> Got to start her fresh. Yep. yep. And uh, we are also spot, uh, not sponsored. We are also joined by a very special guest today as well, uh, Oscar Yonker. How's it going, Oscar? Hi there. Yeah, doing well. Thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. He's the creator of uh, Bonsite Empire, and he's gonna. we're going to pretty much talk to him today and see how he got into Bonsai and talk to him about the creation of Bonsai Empire. And then we're going to talk about his new app that he's developed called the Bonsai Care app uh, that's debuted this month. But before we get into that, we do need to mention that this podcast is sponsored by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com forward slash little things for Bonsai people. Head on over there and become a Bonsai best bud and hang out in the discord with these amazing people. We have so many patrons now that I'm not doing the read through like I normally do. So I will be reading off new patrons that might have that might have hopped on in the past week or so. Uh, and also our specimen best buds get our uh, shout out every single time. So uh, we do have a featured best bud, uh, Green Witch Gardens. They've been a longtime subscriber. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. I know uh, we actually saw them at Nationals this past <laughs> uh, this past time last year. So thank you guys so much. And then our specimen best buds are Unryuin, Christina Carforia, and Bills Bayou. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring at that level. That's amazing. What's and then, of up, course, Christina? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We saw her at the Denver show Yeah, um, as well. So that was really cool. But yeah. And then um, our main show sponsor, uh, Joshua Roth Tools. Thank you for sponsoring our show. Helps us get helps us get everything that we need for the show as far as uh, covering our fees and doing little awesome giveaways with Joshua Roth Tools. So thank you so much. And then uh, I can't go much further without mentioning our editor, Matt O'Donnell. He makes us sound smart. He cleans up our audio and makes us enjoyable to listen to. Go over to mattodonnell.com, fill out his contact form, and start your own podcast show or audio engineering project with him. He's a set basis living in Nashville, Tennessee, and he's an all-around awesome guy. It's in the script. I say it every single time. Also, go over and listen to Matt O'Donnell Wants to Know, his new podcast show that he just released. It's going to be a great time. So, uh, yeah. How is everybody doing now? <laughs> so just to <laughs> let it breathe there. <laughs> Good. Tired. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were just talking about babies all day. Yeah. yeah. The subject is baby is babies, definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. No. Doing good. Speaking Dude. of which, I uh I was painting the ceiling in our future nursery at my house. So my fingers are still covered in white paint. We're just doing it flat white, and we chose a sage green for the wall color. So that's that's happening in my future too, as well. That's safe. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are still have elected to not know. Yep. Not yet. Nice. We're gonna, we're gonna Very keep cool. it all a mystery. Very cool. That's mm-hmm. fun. My uh, sister-in-law <laughs> did. Well, future sister-in-law did that, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. That was pretty cool. 
Yep. There's that old lives are so much more exciting than mine. I was just scrubbing algae off the deck. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's fun though. I haven't, I haven't like had it was pretty today. Good. Today was my first day back at bonsai work, like for real. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was, it was nice to kind of, uh, be back to it, you know, wire some trees, yeah. work on some trees and stuff Do something like that. Something kind of so. normal that you're used right. to. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it was, it was awesome. So I can, I can scrape some algae right now. Sweet. Come on over. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. Uh, Oscar, you just came back from a show. Tell us about that show a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, just came back from uh, Madrid, Spain, or near Madrid, actually, uh, for the, the Ube show, which I think is the main uh, bonsai show in uh, in Spain, a yearly event. Uh, super high quality. I was really, it was actually the first time that I made it over. Um, and I was impressed very much. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Would you, um, least... sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, would you? I, I've heard that that the shows in Europe, especially Italy, Spain, uh, those countries are kind of in, at a parallel with kind of the quality that you'll find in Japan. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Um. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, hard to say. Um, definitely, the, the 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 level they're at is super high, it's, and not just Spain and Italy. I think. Those are definitely two countries that are at the very highest level. But um, the show in uh, in Belgium, the trophy, I think yes. it's the main main European show, mm-hmm. the largest for sure. I think they have like 150 traders. And um, anyway, so that that's the main show. And then usually the winning trees there, like a lot of the, those, will be either from Italy or Spain. Um, and before perhaps a little bit more often uh, imported trees that you know were refined and improved uh, uh, in, in Europe for uh, maybe a decade or so but almost all the winning trees recently are collected European yeah. trees in, in European pots I think that's that's it's not a trend because it's been going on for many years now but that's that's I think it's a good development that's really cool yeah so yeah. I don't know like how would you compare it to Japan I think the the, the level of uh, refinement and then like super fine ramification, not a piece of wire, not a single piece of wire on branches. Like that is that is very much a Japanese uh, yeah. thing still, I think. But so it's it's different, but both very high level, very cool, yeah. awesome. Now I I have a question about that, and not to like deviate too far, but um, are shows at that level objectively judged, or are they kind of? Like, is there like a criteria that they basically just check off the boxes? Or I've always wondered, like, when you go to a super high level show, is it still like just the judge's kind of subjective opinion, or is it kind of more objective than that? Ooh, yeah, well, we're, we're diving straight in, right? <laughs> yeah. As, yeah, uh, we're not throwing this... you the softballs right no, here. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk bullseye politics. Um, to be honest, like, I wouldn't know exactly how the judging is done um i remember being at the ryan's event um, the arts and scup and that they made the judging like completely open and transparent and that was something new to me so um i I, it's not that transparent i think i Um, see oh wait no actually i've seen at the uber show so last weekend i saw lists with all the the votes from uh the, uh, the the jury so that's completely open. I think they, okay. without speaking to each other, make their own personal um, grading, and they add it up, and whatever nice. adds up highest wins. So for Ube, actually, I do know that it's it's open and let's say fair. For the trophy, I have no idea. 
usually I think the 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 the, the jury is uh, or the judges are um, the the demonstrators at the event. Yeah. Um, so that, that's kind of similar to here to you know yeah. what I'm used to, and so that's just what I was curious about. You know, I didn't want to get too far into that or anything. I was just didn't know if it was judged, you know, very objectively or what, but. Yeah, um, and then again, how do you define objectively, right? So that, right, that's also yeah, tricky. Yeah. <laughs> if you have yeah. uh, a jury of uh, four or five people, uh, hopefully a little bit international, so that you stay away from the local bonsai politics and go yeah, to global bonsai politics. Yes, yes, um, exactly. But then, you know, still, it's hard to define objective because it's very much personal preference as well. I sure. I usually like trees in shows that don't end up winning, but. Uh, I don't know uh, because that maybe it's that that's because the the judging wasn't fair or like you could argue that way, right? Uh, right. Or just because I have bad taste or different tastes. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the fun of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. find trees that I like a lot subjectively, like and know that they're probably not the highest quality based on like you know how we rank quality here in Michael's yard, um, but I can still. I still, I think they like speak to me more, you know, for yeah. how they are artistically created or something like that. It's not just your standard, you know. Um, Correct. So yeah, that's it's interesting. It's hard. It's hard to judge trees. I don't know that I want to be the judge at that high level. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it is. It is so hard. It, it because how do you how do you judge something like artistic like that versus something that maybe was technically done to a higher level, you know, like maybe they put more time or into it or who knows, but yeah, I've always, I've always, uh, the whole show idea I've always thought a lot about and still have a lot of questions. Cool. Um, so Oscar, let's, uh, let's get to get know you a little bit better. Um, I don't know. Do you get interviews often? Do people know your background and stuff? No, I usually try and stay in the background a little bit. Okay. Um, He's a man of that? mystery. <laughs> <laughs> would yeah, you mind? And, uh, go ahead. No, and I like it. Like what I wanted to say is like Bonsai Empire is, is a platform, right? It's not about me. Uh, yep. It shouldn't be about me. It's it's a place where others feel welcome and get to share their expertise. So mm -hmm. I think the reason Bonsai Empire is, is doing so well is that it's a place where everybody uh, can submit their information and mostly, um, you know, there's experts who contribute articles and stuff. Like I wouldn't be able to amass all that knowledge and, and make this website. So it's... Mm -hmm. uh, I'm the the host of it, and not not the uh, not at the forefront. Well, uh, if you wouldn't mind, can we just know about a little bit about your background or what got you into bonsai? Would you be comfortable uh, discussing that with us? Sure, sure. Um, okay. I think uh, uh, likewise with or like similar to most people uh, my age, uh, it was uh, karate kid that uh, drew me into yeah, uh, yeah. Into bonsai <laughs> and, and karate at, at the same time, but. The karate didn't last, and the, the bonsai did. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, th th that was around 2000. So, yeah, I was just a kid and and saw those trees, and was like, oh man, I I need to have one of those. And I got one, and I killed it instantly, I guess, by pruning and wiring and repotting and all, you know, at the wrong time of the year and without proper aftercare, etc. So, killed a few trees, started reading, and. Um, learned a bit more and then more or less at the same time or maybe a year or two later i started the website uh, which i was 15 at that time 
So it was not a very serious. Oh, wow. You were 15 when you started that? Yeah. 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 No way. Yeah. That's That's insane. That's what, 24 years ago. (laughs) It's a long while. Um, <laughs> wow. And then, you know, wow. that was just a crappy uh, yellow background with a few photos and some very basic info. But that started to develop over time. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So what inspired you to create the, the platform? Were you just looking to get all the information in one place? Yeah, well, this was, you know, this was when the internet was still going through phone lines and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. information was like you had to go to the library basically to, to get proper bonsai information and the bonsai information at that time wasn't so proper because those books I still have them and sometimes I go through them to, to read like what kind of soil they recommended back then and it was mm-hmm. really crappy um, <laughs> so you know, it was my personal frustration of not having that information so I thought hey, yeah we need we need websites and I think there were one or two websites as crappy as mine uh, but over it's, time you know it evolved like we all did on the internet right so uh, yeah yeah, the internet took precedence of uh, how we learn about bonsai today for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So outside yeah. of uh, it's kind of funny. It's kind of a punny little way I said it there. Outside of bonsai today, the magazine as well. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so did you take inspiration from uh from bonsai today, or was that something that you were into? I know it's bonsai focused now. Yeah. Um. No, not at that time. I wasn't into magazines around that time. It was just. Uh, Books just and whatever you know, book my you garden. <laughs> I think I spend more time in the in the forest uh, digging up uh, material and trying to propagate stuff from seedlings. So it was very, very big. I, I took it hardcore from growing stuff in the beginning. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was fun. But now, no, Max, all that came later. Yeah, that's that's pretty insane. You started so young. I mean, I wish I would have been thinking like that at fifteen. Me too. I think I was like, oh, I'm going to make a website. You know, like, I thought I was going to be like a pro <laughs> skateboarder, I think. Oh, yeah. It's like, man, that's definitely work out. I don't know what I thought I was going to do, but it wasn't this. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you can, you can have parallel dreams, right, in life. Yeah, yeah. I can. wanted to skateboard as well, but hey. Yeah. I just, it's been so clear at the time. I was like, of course I'll make it. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Um, so that's awesome. So I noticed Bonsai Empire too, that you guys, um, do offer, uh, like you were saying, you do have professionals writing in, uh, contributing articles and whatnot. And, um, you guys, weren't you guys also doing like demonstrations as well on there? Yeah. Well, we have, uh, online courses. Yeah. You mean those? Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah. For also almost a decade now, I think. Already a decade. Well, the first online course was together with Bjorn. Yeah. Um, basically, Bjorn and I met in Japan many years ago, first time, and then we were like, you know, he he, uh, he had his YouTube channel, and uh, I had my website. Uh, we hit it off, and it was like, dude, we should do something together. It would be it would be cool to to work yeah. together. He was still at uh, in, in in Japan in in the um, in the nursery, um, and so we decided to you know start doing an online course for beginners. Um, so basically we made it together and put it up on, on Bonsai Empire. And that was the the birth of our first online course. And it, it took off very well um, because, you know, it, it, it feels, especially at that time, right? Like right now there's many options uh, uh, available if you want to learn online. Um, but back then this was the only, the only option in the beginning, other than 
uh, YouTube uh, videos or going to offline, like to a teacher or a club. Um, but um, yeah, so, yeah, so that, that, that was a hit. Then we started doing intermediate course le uh, level courses as well. Um, um, after the second course with Bjorn, I did actually an online course with uh, Michael Hakadorn as well. Um, again, in Japan, in the, in, the, in the garden of his old uh, Oyakata, so uh, in the garden of Suzuki. Yeah, that was a really fascinating project as well. I spent a lot of time with Michael. We had we had the, the best time. Uh, I don't know if the listeners know Michael well, but if he if he laughs, everybody laughs, and we we laugh uh, constantly yeah. over there. <laughs> and plus, Suzuki was super happy to have Michael back. Uh, I think Michael really had a special place in his uh, uh, what memory of having uh, you know uh, apprentices. So we had a good time there and. Made a really nice online course as well. It's still uh, still online. And then we, yeah, over time, did more courses for different teachers and still do, actually. Yeah. I see the... I didn't know about the uh, the earlier Michael course where he was over in Japan. That's really awesome. Yeah, that's it. it's called the, the the Fundamentals course. Yeah. So it's, it's it was different from you know, the first two courses with Bjorn because those were you know practical explaining you know essential bonsai techniques and how to create a bonsai tree yourself. And with Michael, we took a really different approach, more into the aesthetics surrounding bonsai and and also plant physiology, physiology. Um, so understanding what the application of bonsai technique actually does to a plant and what the response is and why that happens and. To me, that was uh, an important part of uh, no, yeah, understanding what happened in my trees. Definitely. Yeah, that's anyway, awesome. Yeah. Um, and so just one question pertaining to the courses I had for you. Uh, what uh, how, did, how do you go about selecting your bonsai artists or practitioners? Uh, I know you said you met Bjorn and that kind of kicked off that way. And then you... How do you feel like you go through that kind of planning out those next courses? Because you do all this stuff in person and you travel to location and everything was pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and some uh, courses. Um, yeah, so so you're asking yeah. like uh, how to how how do I get the teachers or yeah yeah basically yeah okay um, yeah you know it's it's um, because I run bonsai empire I get around to the, the international events quite a lot. So I, I know the people that also travel and also get around. So that's, that's, you know, how I met Bjorn and Michael, um, same for the Japanese teacher. So, um, Kimura is, uh, has been a teacher of two courses, hey. um, before I even dared to ask him if he would consider doing an online course, which is a pretty, uh, awkward question for a Japanese master because they're, they're not really they're not teachers, right? I don't know. Like their, their apprentice system is not about educating and teaching and explaining stuff. So it, that was a, that was a challenge. But anyway, so before I could even ask something like that, you would you would have to know him. And so I've, I've visited his garden many times over the years, and at some point, um, amassed enough courage to ask. And then, uh, surprisingly, he was uh, um, happy that I asked because he he already knew that we had online courses. I don't know how. Uh, and he was quite uh, interested to also share information, so th uh, that went well. Um, actually, we have a few more European teachers that I also knew personally, so uh, Maurice Stenberger, for example, or Walter Paul. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, 
thought uh, Kimura's course was pretty interesting in the fact that it it wasn't a lot of information up front. I think the the most um, the biggest benefit I I got out of it was watching how his hands move and how his hands work, and you don't the like all the information is is great like you can always absorb that from teachers but just being able to kind of watch how they move and how they hold wires and how they bend a branch is really really beneficial and I don't think a lot of people pay enough attention to that um but I really enjoyed that about the Kimura course was was how you know um we were able to just kind of watch how he worked all right cool yeah oh go ahead no no go ahead Oh, I was just going to say that Michael in his book talks about uh, when he was in Japan, he visited a Japanese shipbuilding demo. And he said that during that whole demo, the guy never said a word. And um, he said that that theory behind teaching is that the words can like poison the lesson and that they can be interpreted a number of different ways. Whereas if you see it and you see it done, there's not a whole lot of different ways you can interpret it. And I always thought I, I referenced that talking point all the time. I just think that's so uh, so valid. That's that's really interesting. I feel like now all of my future demos will I'll just have a GoPro on and then right. I'll just be working silently, <laughs> and which will be challenged because I like talking. And yeah, people just have to watch. Like I'm not yeah. going to tell you anything. You just get to watch what I'm doing. I mean, it is true though. I mean, think of how often you <laughs> s- artists say something and then mm-hmm. it's like taken out of context or oh, yeah. you know and it's used incorrectly whereas okay. if you see it if you see me repot a juniper at a certain time of year you know and it lives well then you have you've saw it you know it wasn't this like uh kind of anomalous uh or uh, it wasn't this ambiguous kind of information that you kind of have to interpret mm-hmm. Yeah, I still think the combination of the two works best, though. <laughs> me too. Oh, and I, I, mean, I think, especially for like you know, for me, I mean, I I need to be, I need multiple ways. I need to be yeah. taught. I need to be shown. I need to do it. I need yeah. to be yeah. told. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of mechanics to it as well. But nice comment that you you saw the uh, the course and it, it was it was fascinating to make because we spent a lot of time in the, in the garden and um, especially the first online course we did. I was very anxious about it because we had no idea like how long those days would be and what we, we like we discussed up front of course that the techniques that we wanted to cover or the kind of trees we wanted to work on um and when we entered the garden it's like okay well let's here it goes let's see how, how this <laughs> or what we're getting ourselves into here but um he was very eager to share information and for um, a japanese master i think he really explained a lot like we we were allowed to ask him any question we had and um some other questions we just asked three or four times and and just to get him to speak more and more detail and ask the why behind it and but in the end yeah of course be, seeing him work it's it's almost like being uh, an apprentice uh for just a few hours right so yeah, yeah. just get to see him work and see how he he approaches the tree and how he goes through his decision making process and Mm-hmm. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Really cool. Hey everyone, this is John Eads, founder of Left Coast Bonsai and proud supporter of the Little Things for Bonsai People podcast. I'm breaking into your feed today to let you know about a few exciting things we're doing here at Left Coast Bonsai. We're a small family-owned bonsai nursery that's focused on producing high-quality bonsai plant material as well as sourcing hard-to-find supplies for growing in your own yard. 
For many of us, winter is a time to pause and reflect on the year ahead. Now's a good time to decide what seedlings and supplies you need for the upcoming season. We have a large selection of seedlings that will begin shipping out mid-February for our spring season. You can also order baskets, felt bags, or aluminum wire. In addition to the seedlings and supplies, I also teach classes and study groups on a broad range of subjects, including growing trees from scratch. I hope to hear from you soon and would love to talk about how we can support your bonsai growing journey. You can find us online at leftcoastbonsai.com, on Instagram at leftcoastbonsai, or send me an email at talk at leftcoastbonsai.com. Cheers. Well, uh, was there any other uh, interesting or funny stories behind the scenes like during your travels to record these uh, these courses that you can remember? Uh, let's see. Don't mean to put you on an umbrella no, kind no, of question no, no. there. Because Kimura was a, was a pretty interesting take on that. So I was just wondering if anybody else presented a challenge or was uh, interesting to interact with. Think about Kimura, because this, the the second course we did was uh, um, Kimura. So that, that, that so the first course we did, I think already three or four years, it was before COVID. Uh, actually, it hit, we, we finished it and we were uh, planning into, to launch it and, and run uh, right at the same time when COVID started, hey. more or less. So we're like, hey, let's see what this is. We weren't too worried about it. And then suddenly it became real. It was a big thing. Um, and everybody was in lockdown suddenly. And that was the, the moment where we had this course ready to go. So this was the, the best timing. But then yeah, for two timing. years. Yeah, for two years. <laughs> Inadvertently there, there good timing. <laughs> yeah, a big hit. And then uh, for, um, uh, but then suddenly for some time, we, we couldn't really do new stuff. And uh, Kimura actually wanted to do um, not really a follow-up, but, but, a, but a second course, but more prepared. So he started preparing trees um already during COVID, so three years before we, we filmed part two the, the course that that, that launched uh, maybe half a year ago he started preparing trees crafting it documenting everything so the, the the second course we did uh became more about sharing his legacy i think so really trying to to show in a more structured way how he approached trees and how he prepared and and did it on the spot but also uh but aftercare and um Soon we'll, we'll get some photos and, and footage from the trees that he worked on while we shot the course. So, yeah, those, those things are, are really, really interesting that that the teachers and even someone like uh, like Kimura, who to me was the most uh, godlike figure in, the, in my bonsai world, um, that even he would um, was interested to to share that information with a big audience instead of just you know secretively in, in his garden with a few apprentices. And it's uh, it was quite an experience. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, so uh, you have an app we had uh, mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, so you just you're just releasing your app called um, the Bonsai Care app. And so tell us a little bit about that and uh, how the inception of that, how that came along. Right. Um, Gosh, this feels like the podcast is one big uh, Bullseye Empire show. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no, uh, you're the guest. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. Um, uh, the, the app was something that I uh, wanted to do for a long time. We were actually uh, already working on an app maybe five, six years ago, uh, but the whole project got stuck uh, because the, the kind of app that, that we wanted to make is quite complex. We wanted to have an app that um, would help 
bonsai practi- practitioners to you know be able to set uh, reminders and 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 serve them information that were relevant at the right time and that sounds uh, something that's simple to do, but it's very complex because uh, it depends on tree species, on on where you live, the the time of year, but also um, whether or not spring hits early or late. So, so there, there's so much to it that um, we didn't succeed in, in in getting it out there well enough. And then project got stalled, um, was put somewhere on the bookshelf and and forgotten. And then two years ago, we sort of restarted it uh, afresh, new designs um new developer um and started working on it again and then this time it, it worked and it worked well i think um so we launched the um the app a few weeks ago um and well a first version so i i, I still have tons of things that i want to improve and add and stuff but what is online now i think is already uh, uh, a solid first version of where we want to get to yeah. I know you guys said did you download and check it out a little bit or yeah, yeah I got yeah. it I got it downloaded I added some of my trees and I I think it's um going to be really helpful for uh some of those seasonal reminders and I love the that you can put in different images of your trees so you can because I'm I always forget to take pictures when I do work um well, yeah, it's not yeah. like a if I'm not purposefully like oh I'm I need to take a picture of this now so it's nice to kind of have that reminder too to like, okay, document this with a picture so that I can, you know, have a good record of progress. Um, and uh, I liked that there was, you know, customizable. I could add a different species that maybe wasn't on there. Um, I haven't explored the videos too much, but I definitely, I like the the way that you can kind of record your whole collection and it'll remind you when you actually have to do something. Um, think it's going to be super useful particularly for those beginners and the intermediate folks who are you know always a little bit like okay well what was the timing of that or yeah. like they had a class or they read it but then it's like eh, is that really like they, if they can't remember it you know this will be like here you go yeah so super yeah, useful it's, it's complex right so all this yeah this timing stuff and and and, and trees dependent on three species as well yeah Isn't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, being able to sort out the double flush pines from the single flush pines and the trident maples from the Japanese maples and when you do what to which one because they're similar but they're not the same. So, yeah. Um, how has uh, the response been? Oh, I'm, I'm curious. How have, have you had a lot of downloads? Are people yeah. getting good feedback? <laughs> we, we've been a bit overwhelmed. Uh, I remember yeah. we launched <laughs> it. Um, we were planning on launching a bit earlier, but as always, um, you know, uh, app store listing took forever and, and, and getting it proper like we, we we did want to launch a, a first version and that was good enough but still you know had a lot of work to be better if you launch an app that's completely finished it would take us another two years before you would hear from us yeah. so we yeah. had to put something out uh the moment that that it was good enough and um, well then that that hit just before I think it was just before Christmas. So my Christmas uh, has been, uh, you know, uh, going back and forth from uh, family and, and family dinners and then uh, meeting friends. And, and then the next morning I would answer emails again from people that had questions or couldn't get something to work and we will make a lot of changes. And, and not just me, of course, it's it, me and the mm-hmm. team. Um, but during Christmas, it was mostly me because I didn't want to ask anyone else to uh, to take over. For <laughs> right. the time, was a was a duke. And, and uh, launching this this sort of app uh, in which you um, basically 
at your trees and and, and start to document them. Um, doing that in winter is not the ideal time. I think it's the worst time to, uh, to ask people to uh, make photos of their trees because I don't know about your trees, but most of my trees are dug in or you know put in in full shelters where I can't easily reach them. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, we didn't think that it would be that. Um, busy yeah but it was more and way more than expected and then hoping that next spring it's it's gonna kick off um also with the new updates that we're planning for around that time so it's been uh yeah it's been a pleasure it's, it, it feels like a um a very long-term project has finally became reality and uh, mm. i don't know we were a little bit ashamed when we put it online uh, which I think is the perfect feeling, or the feeling you, you should you should have when you, when you put something like this online. Because if you're not ashamed uh, about it, then you know you probably waited way too long to uh, to make it public. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I, I like it's kind of like with bonsai, you know, like always you can show your tree, and and even whether or not it's ready, like push yourself to show your tree or push yourself to do the next thing. And- right it'll get you to that next level of having that little bit of discomfort that goes along with it. But um, from what I've seen, it's, you know, it's, it seems uh, maybe it's cause I, I've only kind of recently downloaded it. So maybe the kinks have gotten worked out since, since then, but uh, no, I think it's, it's great. And I think there's been a real need or a real want yes. of people to have an app like this. There just hasn't been anything like this. Um, available to folks so it's it's great that now you can search bonsai and it gives you something other than like a a money tracking app which yeah, i saw they have yeah, which is kind of yeah. interesting like yeah oh. <laughs> i looked into that as well Isaac bonsai, but yeah no, i think there's a few apps uh around and, uh, and a few apps have been around for forever but they just for me they don't work well um mm-hmm. or have been more like an excel document in uh in a, a put in a in a phone app Right. So I wanted something that worked intuitively and then looked nice as well. And you know, um, also made a link with, you know, Bonsai Empire is all about Bonsai information and helping people to 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 make that journey in Bonsai and, and yeah. get better. And and yeah, that, that that had to be a part of, of the app as well, not just okay. a, documenta- a documentation app. Just right. so, uh, directly sourcing to whatever they're looking to get information about that moment. It's a great... You know, springboard back over to your website so people can see their care guides and species guides and all that stuff on there as well. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's but, all yeah. in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of people when they get into bonsai, and I'm very guilty of this, that I just don't track things or take photos of my trees. And then I'm sitting here wondering, like, when did I repot this tree? And, yeah. You know, and then at the same time, we can always use those basic techniques of. Uh, like what I've learned with Michael is that the chopstick technique where you go down in the soil and you see how compacted the roots are on that first inch or so of soil. Uh, that's how I remember correctly, Carmen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. In the, yeah, on the, the first inch in yeah. from the pot. Yeah. But it's also helpful to have that extra information. It's just like, okay, well, if I do if I do the repot, I should have some really good notes in here as well as far as how much root did I cut off? Cut off did I run into any exactly. issues? Yeah. Yeah. Was there any rot in a certain area that I can flag digitally to, to give myself, give myself, myself, give myself a little bit more of an edge on uh, on the, the care of my trees? Uh, and yeah, like I think a lot of other people are guilty of not taking trees, uh, taking trees and documenting where it started and where it is now, because there's a lot of things where 
like for instance for me i've i've collected bald cypresses it's okay this is a joke i always find a reason or wait or do way. you like bald cypress evan <laughs> i always find a way to just bring it up i'm in i'm in louisiana for crying out loud so i collect a, <laughs> a cypress tree and it starts out as a stump and then five years later it looks like it goes from a to b and i'll and not until I started re- writing a lot more uh, articles and stuff and trying to publish those more, it's kind of hard to prove that those things happen, you know? So also this app could also help in that way as well. So listeners out okay. there or beginners that want to start documenting your bonsai, I mean, the earlier, the better. And also um, just like if, for instance, I, I would love to start doing case studies on my trees as well. So I'm going to pot one cypress tree in straight uh, pine mulch, one cypress tree in professional bonsai mix, like a Akadama pumice lava, and then another one in an experimental mix, something that's, you know, a different particle that I've introduced or a different mix or whatever, and see how they all respond. And that's another great way to track that kind of stuff. Those, uh, I guess those experiments uh, that you would call yeah. like controlled hey, environments. Could... Yeah. yeah. So all that stuff's re- much more accessible with an app like Oscar's created here. Yeah, it helps you keep track. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I, I even, for most of my trees that I have for longer than five or definitely longer than 10 years, I forget, I, I even forget where I got them. I have no yeah. idea where, where those trees came from. I just have them and I have no idea since when. So I have to go back <laughs> yeah. to photo archives of 10 years ago and see like what the tree looked like then. And I was like, oh, maybe that was a nursery stock tree or gosh, I, but, but, but. Probably I'm worse than most of the, the audience of the app, but I really needed this to uh, to keep track of stuff. Well, there's no um, good place to put it all. You know, it's like you have your pictures either on your phone or your computer, and yeah. then you have an Excel sheet or exactly. what. But then if you have like 50 trees, you have like 50 pages of Excel or like how do you organize it chronologically or do you have different files? And now it's just like everybody always has their phone on them. It's all always in one place so that you don't have to keep that's that's my thing. I just it's too much work to go to multiple places to write things down or store things. So having it just all there in my pocket is really yeah. useful. Yeah, you still need to take the effort to actually write something down, but uh, it also mm-hmm. helps that the app, like uh, the the photo reminder, is something I think that pops up around four times a year, so uh, every season at least once. So the I. I, I made a promise to myself that whenever those uh, reminders come up, like I, I would I would oblige and go into my garden and, and make that shot and probably do the other trees at the same time then, but mm-hmm. just to make sure that I, I do keep track. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm very much looking for, forward to the, the repotting season because then I, you know, when mm-hmm. I'm repotting um, one of my trees and then I, I took the soil from the roots, I can also make a quick snapshot of what the roots look like and, you know, if I, if I start using a different soil, then at least two years later, I can see like, how did these roots develop? Is it a finer uh, growth now or is it isn't not that good? So I think it will help me keep track. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I always get caught up on too is uh, if I submit a tree to a show and then they're going to have some kind of documentation, whether it be like our national show where they put it in there and it says uh, years in training, I'm always like, oh, crap. <laughs> I had to really like jog my brain and go, okay, so last year I did this and then this was where, I mean, you know, like that, that's also where it comes in a lot of, uh, you like a lot of use as well. Yeah. But, and uh, some trees have been documented so well. Um, uh, this then, last weekend at, at, at um, the Ube show, there's a, a very famous cryptomeria, um, that uh, belonged to 
a friend of um, the the organizer or one of the organizers of the event, uh, Andres Alvarez. So one of his friends uh, passed away and, and gifted him, or or I, I don't know if he purchased it or gifted it. But anyway, uh, Andres uh, um, received that tree. Uh, but that tree has been documented from the very moment when it was a seedling, so more than 20 years ago. So yeah. I have an article yeah, sure. in Bonsai Empire about it, like seedling, young plant, first styling, and so so every two or three years they they would have a photo. And now the tree was on display at, at the show, you know, an absolute stunner. Um, and yeah, so documenting those sort of trees, like from from very humble origins uh, to 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 a show winning tree, that's. Uh, that's spectacular. Uh, yeah. Which tree was that? So we can. That's a. That's a yeah, uh, I can send you a link. It's a. It's a cryptomeria, uh, about a meter or about three feet tall. So a big tree. Okay. I saw that um, one. I think Michael sent me a picture of that one. Yeah, it's it's really nice. Really, really, yeah, wonderful. That's really awesome. I just wanted to see it from seedling to tree. I mean, that's we got to get one of those like web guys that uh, just or web person that just uh, looks stuff up on the web for us while we're on. Oh, yeah, yeah, live. You right. know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, every <laughs> podcast has one where they're like, hey, the Johnny. Google chat. Yeah, hey, Johnny, can you look hold this on, up Hold on, hold on, I'll pull up my, my, my texts. I'll be that person who sends text messages or shows you text messages on my awesome. screen. Awesome. Love that. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to go good for you guys. Was it, see if was I it find this it. one or was it the other one? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Holy cow. And then... I'll That's show incredible. You that. that doesn't even look real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can promise you in real life, it's even better. It's a stunning tree. This yeah. is one of those trees that, to me, is an absolute all-time favorite, and it didn't win the top award. Um, wait, chat. Um, so on that page, so this is the, like a, the information page about growing Gonsar from C, but then the example, if you go down, there's a, an image carousel. That's the tree, the, the one-year-old seedling yeah oh, oh awesome. wow <laughs> so yeah you, you can slide through right so you see that five years and 10 years oh my uh, gosh 18 so 22 far, wow. uh, for our I listeners like oh my god the, wow if you go better to, and better um, <laughs> bonsai empire and you go to basics and cultivation and from seed i think that's how you that's that's what how it reads on the forward slashes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where you find the tree. So starting from one year old seedling and then five years, at 10 years, it's already like it, it starts to become a tree. And then at 18 years, it's a bonsai ah. in a nice spot. At 22 years, it's a uh, it's mature show. I think mm-hmm. it's that's what I think it was at the trophy. And so yeah. now I think it's another five years later. So the tree must be closing in on uh, 30 years of bonsai cultivation. Uh, it was yeah. at the Ube show and, and looking much better still. Like, uh, yeah. The tree I'm looking at here is quite full, and the one <laughs> at the show that uh, you just showed, uh, Carmen, that's uh, that's that's even even much better. Uh, it's in the collection now of uh, uh, Andres Alvarez Iglesias. He's uh, he's got a really really nice collection. It's one of the one of his trees now. Thanks. It's, that's awesome. It's incredible to go from the 18 year old to the 22, and just to see yeah. what that little bit of time has done. You know. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, it is, it's a dramatic jump for for you know from this obviously from the seedling to five to ten, but even in those handful of years prepping for that show that it was in in that photo, mm-hmm. man, and that that's yeah. something I I always tell a lot of people with uh, with their bonsai when they're developing them 
early on, it's you just have no idea how many little nuanced things can change about your tree and that, and even a year or two years time like that. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, this, this tells us, tells me even more that people should be using the, uh, bonsai care app to take <laughs> <photo> <laughs> documentation. <laughs> Might be some Seems like I'm, I'm, I'm paying you guys a lot of money to just to keep saying, uh, no, no, no. Download the bonsai care app today. <laughs> no, there's a topic for every episode and today's topic is document your trees. I think yeah, there should exactly. be more. <laughs> yeah. There should be more of it. Yeah. It's, so, it's almost like a new year's, uh, resolution, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Definitely. That was uh that was one of my New Year's resolutions. If you go back, me and Mike did an episode. Um, what oh, was, was that? it really? Yeah, we did like that was the second one of the year. Uh, uh, you remember that one, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were talking about what we were gonna do, and uh, we can give you guys a chance to kind of do your bonsai resolutions, uh, Carmen and Oscar. Uh, but I was basically saying stuff like starting cuttings and seedlings because even seeing this cryptomeria this one year mark, I'm like, if I don't do that now. I won't get that 30 years later. Yeah, I know. It's like, I need to get a area now. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's, I do a lot of like clip and grow uh, bonsai and whatnot and growing like stage by stage by stage. And if you look at uh, countries like Taiwan, Indonesia and stuff like that is they basically look at that. They might grow a bunch of little trees, you know, a couple one year, two year projects and stuff like that and crank them out for sale. But everybody has like one or two trees that they grow for like 30 years, clip and grow, you know, like literally building stage by stage. And they build these massive, massive, like from cutting trees, bougainvilleas without a wound on them, uh, amazing ficus. And um, yeah, you have to put in the the time. There's no, unfortunately, no other way around it. And so yeah, it'd be good to have 30 years worth of documented images would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. And then we Uh, then make a time lapse. There we go. Oh, yeah. One Mm. of my friends actually suggested that um, he doesn't do bonsai, but he's been watching me do bonsai from the beginning. It's like one of those good friends I've had forever. And he remembers whenever I got my first juniper to the, you know, pulling trees out of the woods now and running the nursery. He's like, you should do a you should do a time lapse video. I'm like, that's brilliant. (laughs) Only take 100 years. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It'll just take 30 years to get it. Yeah. He's like, take a photo every day. And I'm like, every day for 30 years. That's that's a lot. Okay, um, how about every day for five years? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Or how about once every five years? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah there yeah. you go. Uh, yeah. draw, draw the circle, and then boom, you drew the cat. Once kind of, a month, uh, <laughs> something like that. Even if you did once a month, you know, and track yeah, it for five that'd years, that'd be pretty cool. Sure. You yeah. can set reminders on this app now, you know? Now, is there, way, is, there no for the, is there any way for the app to, now this is going to be crazy, uh, is there any way for it to like search for similar images? Like if I pull up a tree, will it be able to find images that have that same tree in it? Nah, not yet. Yeah, okay. You can that, use Google for that though. Google, that's what I Google thought. Image. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't know, uh, I don't know. I'm not very technologically savvy, so I'm, I'm nah, still you, figuring this out. You can do it. No, nah. Nah, not on yet. Not yet, at least. So oh, uh, are you allowed to tell us some of the updates that you hope to have on the Bonsai Care app in the next? Oh, sure. However, yeah. I don't know when. I know that's no, it's no secret at all. Um, um, so one thing we learned uh, after launching the app is that um, the uses that are on the app, there's there's way more uses than we expected that have a lot of trees on the app. Like what I thought is so like maybe I have 50 trees or so. I wouldn't put them all on the app because uh, there's too many projects that I I don't want to 
spend time on documenting because right. I, I know that there won't be anything nice. But anyway, uh, there's people who have, I think the, the, the record right now, I should actually look it up, but probably around 100, 120 trees um, in one account, one one guy who, who puts that many trees in there. So uh, we need, <laughs> pronto, we need to um, uh, start adding functionality that lets you sort or build uh, collections yeah, yeah. Um, so okay. you can sort your trees and, and find them because putting 120 trees in a long yeah. list, that's uh, that's just uh, dramatic. So that that's the those sort of things we're we're doing right now. That's that's going to be the the next um, okay. medium sized update. Uh, the larger update that we're planning uh, and that's closer to uh, towards the spring is uh, since we have so many people uh, documenting their trees, um, it's actually not a very big step to make uh, whatever you put on the app maybe also uh, public to a larger yeah, audience. Yeah. So right now that thing is private, right? This app is. It's my collection. I keep track of it. Nobody can can access it or see it, yeah, and yeah. that's how it should be and will be. Uh, but if I start making updates of, of a tree, um, how cool would it be if uh, if I can set that tree and or that specific update that I do to a tree um, on a on a shared feed that others can see as well? They can comment on it, like it, whatever. So you could also almost call it the, the Instagram of bonsai, but that, that sounds very cheesy. But anyway, <laughs> so, so, so at least share. And so. It wouldn't be the same as Instagram because I, that's where I go to to you know, put a tree up there and then and, and get tons of likes and it's a very social thing. And uh, with the app, it's the other way around. It's like I, I keep track of my trees, I document them, and hey, I can I can share it easily and then also get some some Do insight, some tips. Yeah, <laughs> and later on uh, we could attach things to that, like to get professional advice, perhaps. Or those those will be really fun extensions, uh, <laughs> all for later. <laughs> um, but anyways, for now it will be. Uh, really nice to add a bit more social feed and you know i would love to open my app and just scroll through all the you know the stuff that people put on there and then updates that they do and probably in spring the the app will completely explode because everybody starts repotting the how many updates right. are you going to get around march uh, february whatever yeah so those uh, are uh, it's there be a way to export the data from the app into some kind of document on your computer because I'm thinking as far as like botanical gardens and their collections like something like this would be super useful for day-to-day -day documentation but yeah. if it's only accessible on the app um it would be you know hard to to then get that information elsewhere so an export feature might be an interesting option at some point, you know, but yeah. I don't know if that's, you know, where the app is going, but no, absolutely. It's, it's, it's one of those things that's, that's on the list. People have also oh, sweet. Uh, requested it also, uh, in mind that, you know, what if five years down the line, I document the shit out of my trees and, uh, I want to go to another app because I don't yeah. like yours anymore. <laughs> like, like, how do I <laughs> do I really have to copy paste all this information? So of course not dear, you are the owner, uh, of your data, but we need to, to have an export function. Actually, what pe most people request right now is an import function. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, oh, that makes or, sense. Yeah, like they've been documenting version. it somewhere. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's not actually it's not that much work to add add a tree. But of course, if you want to add eighty trees, then then it's going to be work. But the flow to add a tree is a very simple one. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're making some changes to this this flow. People who are listening or have the app uh, will recognize that you know once you start adding your twentieth tree. Uh, we still ask you uh, for some beginner information. Well, by that time, it's clear that you're not a beginner because you know beginners don't have that many trees or don't add all those trees into the app. 
Um, so some steps that are so right now the, the the flow of adding a tree also asks you like, hey, what's the tree species? Because that's what we need to know to get you proper advice. Um, but also where do you put it? And then, and then for example, mm-hmm. if you have a juniper and you say you put it indoors, which you know eighty percent of beginners, total beginners, uh, yeah. end up doing. That yeah. gives you a big warning, like no, 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 this is Don't not gonna work. No, that's 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 uh, pretty cool. Yeah. So how that, many that's... juniper lives are you gonna save right now? Yeah, you know well, what I mean? Yeah. Like so many are gonna <laughs> a live. Lot, a lot, <laughs> They're so, not gonna and, be inside. Yes. And how does it uh like generate the assistance? Is it like pre-populated kind of answers, or is there like somebody that's actually answering um some of the, the questions? No, no, so so there's no uh venue right now to ask questions. So okay. it's it, the app will give you advice and then i see so if you have like a juniper or whatnot it will kind of feed you juniper advice exactly so that's perfect also empire has the information on you know all the care guidelines for for junipers so once you add a tree to the app and say it's a juniper then we know from our database okay juniper check then then we know you have to repot it this time uh depending of course also on where you live but for example if you uh, do an azalea then we would say you repot after the flowering not yeah in early spring but a bit later so all these three species are different. That's all in there. Um, um, do, do you? Does it also go into tropicals? Yeah, yeah. So awesome. that yeah, this is what makes these apps so incredibly complex to build, um, and that's that's why it takes so much time to make them because um, you have the northern and southern hemisphere, but also the tropics. So if you live on Miami. Uh, it will be very odd if we start sending you a reminder saying like, "Hey, uh, be careful! It's winter time. You need to protect your trees." Like that, right, 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 right. It doesn't make sense. So, so you can set the app in in the settings to um, to tropical, and then you know the advice again will be different. Uh, yeah. Then it will just say like, "You can keep your ficus outdoors year round. Uh, it will love you for it, and fertilize it year round, as opposed to a juniper somewhere in uh, Central America where you know you don't fertilize in winter and you do need to protect them." Mm-hmm. Uh, it's incredibly complex, but but anyway. So look what I wanted to say about that flow. So for beginners, it makes sense to ask them like, "Hey, where do you put it?" And uh, if you have a juniper and you did place it outside, then we also ask you like, "Okay, how much sun is it getting?" Because you know junipers, other than some other trees, need a lot of sunlight. So don't put it in the shade. And so there's a you know, even a function where you tell us like how much how much sunlight is it getting and should, then we tell you it should be more or less but all these functionalities like the, the next update will also make some changes if you set the app to intermediate or advanced uh, mode um, it will skip those steps because we don't need to tell you guys like here in, on the podcast that you have to put a juniper indoors or that you don't shade a juniper in spring whatever right yeah um, so these sort of things we, we also learn from our users like it, yeah you need you need to put this app online and start learning and make it better because you can't do that in a, in a vacuum. Oh, hey, Carmen. Did I tell you about Bonsai Central yet? No, I don't think you have. Oh, I, I think I might have mentioned it a few other times, but it's going to be May 3rd through 5th in 2024 in St. Louis, Missouri. It's basically the national show, but it's going to be Central America, and it's going to be an awesome show with cash awards and prizes. Uh, there's going to be a professional bonsai show and a kusumono show as well. Ooh. With the presentation during dinner with uh, for rewards and whatnot. But if you want to submit a tree, I think you have to submit two to four photos and you need a brief description of your tree and send it over to the contact form at bonsaicentral.com. That's bonsai-central.com. But there's going to be vendors there too. Do you know what vendors were included? Did you hear about that? 
Yeah, I heard that it's going to be something like 25 plus of the best vendors from around the country. So like including nurseries, potters, stand makers, tool suppliers and all of that. But like specifically, I, I thought I heard that there was going to be American potters like. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Now Tochutake is going to be there. Vicky Chamberlain, Eli Atkins of Waldo Street Pottery, April Grigsby, Roy Minari and Byron Merrick. Um, Sellers of imported Japanese and antique Chinese pots are going to be there, too. That's amazing. I mean, there must be like a pretty good lineup for this show as far as like their headliners. There should be some really good bonsai artists. Do you have any idea who that might be? I think I might have heard about Bjorn, but there's some other ones, right? Oh, yeah. Bjorn's going to be there. Uh, Tyler Sherrod as well. Maria Hayek, uh, Andrew Robson, Maro Stenberger and Young Cho. Oh. I think there's going to be workshops, show walkthroughs, critiques, all that stuff. Yeah, that sounds awesome. There should be somewhere to go on bonsai-central.com and you can fill out the opportunities to do workshops with these professionals. They have really great material, I've heard. It's going to be stuff like twisted junipers and, and, and old fused maples and really awesome pieces of material for Young's Kosamono class. So I think if you guys are interested, y'all should go check out bonsai-central.com and see if you can register for the show, sign up for workshops if they're still available. But I'd, I'll definitely be there this year. Awesome. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, uh, Bonsai Central, for sponsoring our show. Now, is yeah. there any way to set like a, a like an, a reminder or an alarm for a certain temperature range? Like, because uh, I, I some of our plants here might not die uh, like at forty degrees, but they will be damaged. Yeah. And um, so I just didn't know if there was a way to like set it to remind you, like, hey, if it hits forty, this will send a reminder to you. Like, bring nah, your stuff. nice yet, nice yet. Okay. It will be, it will be sweet. It's it's incredibly complex uh, because you would have to link up with uh, weather databases uh, yeah. around the world. So that it's, that's one of the good things, but also the the, the promise with Bonsai Empire that it's so international. So we we need to um, give good advice to someone living in. Uh, whatever, uh, New York City, uh, but also for Sao Paulo or for Amsterdam. Uh, right. So hooking up with the weather systems around the world, that's just, just right now, it's not not feasible. Yeah, but, that'd um, be a lot of data. Yeah. It would be a lot of data. <laughs> yeah, you need a big yeah. sort of... Uh, and there's already so much, it's, yeah. it's incredible how much data is already circulating uh, around this app. Uh, but anyway, so I think that the advice the app gives is solid, but, you know, once you're in the intermediate and then for sure once you're in a more advanced level then you don't need an app that tells you hey you, you need to start thinking about repotting now because you know you you, you notice these things so the app does different things to different audience for the absolute beginner it will help you place it correctly water it correctly like the watering reminder tells you like every day for like to check for watering and it will tell you what to check for um that's beginner stuff so then once you are intermediate, you don't want daily water reminder, but perhaps you do want to fertilize or repotting reminders. Mm -hmm. And once you've passed that and hit the you know, more advanced level, then you don't want reminders at all. Perhaps only the photo reminder because that stuff you still forget. And then you need a, an app just to keep track of your progression, of also or of the progression of your trees. Mm -hmm. There's different things for different audiences, which is also complex because if you're an advanced user or any open app for the first time, you do need to you know, set it to intermediate or advanced level because otherwise you're going to be so annoyed with, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like watering reminders, for example, you don't want those. Uh, the, the things you have to know once mm -hmm. you start using it. 
Yeah, that's great, though, that it has that functionality where you can choose where what level you're at so that you can, you know, make those reminders more customizable for yourself. Not everybody has to always go through, you know, all of all of the beginning reminders. So cool. That's great. No, sure. And we, we just before we, we talked about styles of bonsai, or at least like uh, um, Taiwan and, and those places, well, have, you, have you ever been to the Asian or European countries and uh, really found a distinct style of bonsai, something completely different? Um, the, honestly, the, the only, the only one that, that really kind of stands out, uh, that I say is vastly different. Um, there's an artist from Taiwan, Min Lo, yeah. and, uh, I really, really like him. I feel like he's very different. Uh, but Laurent Daru from France. Yeah. And the reason, the reason being is we, I got to travel with him for, uh, like three weeks while he was here and, um, he made a, a great point. And that's like, no matter where he has traveled to in the world, no, even if the, the structure of the tree is different, every country finishes it in a Japanese way. <laughs> and, um, and so most of the trees I see, like even Min Lo, Min Lo is one of my, my biggest favorite artists and he's very, very avant-garde. Um, but he finishes traditional Japanese style, you know, kind of refines it into pads, refines it into a triangle and, um. So I, I kind of think the, the the most unique identity I've seen so far is like the, that cosmic bonsai, that Kozumiku. It's it's vastly different, right? It is. It really <laughs> is. Yeah. You can like it or you can hate it, but at least we can all agree that that he he came up with something that's really completely different. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. He, he's an interesting guy. So a nice guy. Yeah. I think so too, but definitely interesting. He is. He is <laughs> yeah. definitely. He's got some strong, strong views, but we yeah. had some conversations on like the depths of uh, bonsai and like wabi-sabi and stuff like that, that, I mean, honestly, we're, we're game changing. So it's a, uh, he was a very introspective guy. Yeah. I don't think I, I fully agree with uh, the finishing of bonsai. Like I, I would agree for large parts of, of yeah, the US and Europe uh, because we very much look up to and learn from Japanese style bonsai. Uh, but if you travel to Indonesia or, or Vietnam, also Taiwan, I would say. Yeah, but even but, still triangles, you know, very yeah. much. I, like I know that they do... And I guess that was more his point is like, they will spin the branch and they'll do these, these like odd stylings, but it still finishes out as like a scalene triangle. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I, it still warrants more thought, you know? Yeah. I'm going so. through, uh, an article now about Ponsai and Bali, but yeah, I must say, perhaps you are right. Uh, I'm sending you the link now. So it's, there's a lot of triangles still, but there's also a lot of very non-triangular trees that are really different. Um, yeah, that's true. I'm going to take a look at that. Uh -huh. But it's an interesting part. So it's more about the finishing. So it's not the structure of the tree that's the same everywhere, but it's the, the finishing into paths you were saying. And Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. so and you know, one thing I've even seen on, on his trees is they still kind of finish out as a triangle yet too. So, I, you know, I don't know that physiologically you can get away from that. It's just that is something that he pointed out that I do kind of, see now I can't unsee it, I guess, is one yeah. of those things. As now I've seen it, I'm like, wow, he's right. You know, every single country still kind of generates it and that finishes out as a triangle. And <laughs> um, so, uh, and I also like, there's a difference in ph 
philosophy. So I traveled to India this past year. It was my first international teaching um, job that I, I've had. And there I met an artist from Malaysia uh, named Noriadi Nor, uh, Noryudin. And um, he explained that in Malaysia, if they're not using the tree, if it's not being shown, then it's being grown. And so they take it out of the pot, they put it in a big pot, they put it in the ground, and they continue developing that tree to something else. And then yeah. two years before exhibition or three years before another exhibition, they'll start refining the tree again. And um, that's very much in line with this new cosmic bonsai thing. And I think that approach to bonsai is a lot different and and still reflects that wabi-sabi, you know, that that impermanence. Um, but I think it's, it's another totally different way of kind of practicing the art where you won't hold on to the same tree forever. It will always evolve to something more there. So, so interesting stuff. Yeah. I remember, uh, being in Taiwan for the Wafong show, which is the, yeah. the main, the, the main show in, uh, in Taiwan. I was I, actually, I was there also with, uh, Michael, Michael Agadorn. He was, um, I think it was a demonstrator or. Yeah, he he talks fondly about that show. Yeah, he yeah, wants yeah. to go back. He loved that. Yeah, it's it's really their uh, level of um, technique. So the 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 refinement, the ramification, it's 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 next level. It's, it's okay. way beyond Japan, and that it's also a different climate, of course. So uh, that, right. that helps uh, <laughs> different tree species. I, I remember seeing a lot of um, what was it was it pemphis or uh, oh yeah, pemphis is very is super popular. Yeah. And that's that's such a amazing species for bonsai with, with the super fine ramification. And um, actually, we shot a video there. I think it's one of the most popular videos we have on the YouTube channel. Yeah, like five million views or so, uh, because it's so spectacularly different and very high level. Uh, I'm making a mental note that I have to go there again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I've I, I haven't traveled to Taiwan yet. It's it's always been like one of the uh, main place I wanted to go and being a tropical practitioner, mostly, you know, coming from Florida and whatnot, it's, I've always gravitated more to Taiwan simply because of similar species usage, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they grow what I grow. And, um, and so, yeah, it's always fascinating me and the Hua Fong show, um, you know, I've seen pictures of trees, just pictures that, uh, are mind blowing. The, the ramification, like you said, is just insane. Yeah. And, uh, I guess that's when you can grow your tree year round and it's growing super vigorous, you know, you can just build ramification all year round. Yeah. I'm so jealous of those guys. Like they, they can, they can do whatever they want to the tree and it will survive. And next year, you know, it feels okay. like they, there are five growing seasons ahead of us. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've had, um, like long talks. I have a, yes. another friend who's apprenticing at Aichi and we've had him on the show as well. And, um, we've talked before about like what is the difference between the qualities behind a tropical bonsai and a, uh, like a Northern bonsai or a temperate bonsai. And one of the things they said is, yes, you can get more ramification on a, um, on a tropical and whatnot, but the age, the mochi komi, you can never really achieve the same level of mochi komi. And the, the thought process behind that is that like a ficus is not designed to grow at a slow rate of growth where it's sitting on the top of a mountain growing one millimeter a year for a thousand years. Right. It's something that grows gangbusters its whole life. Yeah. And so you're always going to have this young, vigorous growth yeah. and, as opposed to this slow, old time, ancient growth. And so I think 
that's the fundamental difference. Yes, the technical skill is still is amazing. And like what you can do is amazing. But I do still think there's a difference, a big difference between like the feeling, you know, that feeling of Zen, that feeling like this is old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I completely see your point. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So just some things I've noticed. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Taiwan and that's like my primary, that's how I, I tend to style my trees more, but I do see kind of the, the difference between the two. And I, again, find that really fascinating. Hey, uh, I was kind of thinking about this a little bit uh, as we've kind of thrown topics back and forth. And you did mention that you have your own trees, Oscar. Um, but can I ask about your trees? Would you be comfortable talking about those? Yes, it, it really is uh, like private stuff. I never share any any of that. So, okay. but, uh, yeah, of course, I'm a practitioner myself, but just beginner intermediate level. Okay. Dude, that's awesome, man. I yeah. like that. I really like that. Yeah. You just do it. So you just legitimately just doing it for yourself and just, uh, I really, there's something very cool and pure about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've always wondered. I'm like, I know he has trees. I've never seen his trees. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's like where we, we started off the podcast. Right. So it, it yeah, is. it's not, it's not about me. I don't, I don't, um, how do you say that? I don't aspire to being a bonsai expert or a master or whatever. I never, uh, Thought about doing an apprenticeship. Uh, luckily, it wouldn't be for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm always deeply impressed with the guys who are in, and girls who who are doing it or, or yeah. who did it. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite but, species to work with? Ah, uh, maples for sure. Is maples. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Maple. Okay. Where are you uh, located, Oscar? Uh, near. I was going to say in Amsterdam. <laughs> I recently moved out of the city to. Uh, a house with a larger garden so just just out of Amsterdam oh very cool so in Holland yeah are you it, from Holland originally yeah, yeah. oh very cool yeah. very cool yeah. and uh and what are like kind of some of the uh, I'm just curious what are some of the like local species that you guys have in Holland that you like to work with um gosh well it's, it's pretty similar I think to uh like you'll find in the states so um maples um Junipers, but you know, the 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 deciduous trees like uh, oaks and um, what else is very common here? Yeah, yeah. It is, any, it's, it's, it is <laughs> very any, exotic, like, right? So it's it's famous <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's all right. But there's always like something native, you know. Always something yeah. like I know. You know, we tend to gravitate towards like the traditional trees and stuff, and then the trees that have also been popularized by landscaping trade and whatnot. But um, you know, there's like always some natives that kind of are unsung heroes. And I was just curious if you had like a, a tree, maybe like a humble humble native elm or something. No, 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 not really. We have to. Well, yeah, so uh, Mugo Pines, right? So Mugo Pines. I was, was yeah. going to say, I feel like yeah. Mugos are from there. Yeah. 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 yeah that's cool. Not that's from Holland, cool. but uh, Europe. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, those are the trees you will find mostly in, in, in Spain, uh, Italy as well. Higher, higher regions. Holland's pretty flat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so is Florida. We don't, we don't really have a whole lot of, you know, all of our materials, <laughs> like landscape material. So I was yeah. surprised how flat Florida was when I was there. <laughs> Oh, frightening! Me too, our highest yeah. point, our highest point in town is our landfill. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. That's the highest point oh, above man. sea level. 
Yeah. It's like yeah. a tropical version of Holland. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so what's been your, what's been probably, that's probably a big question, but what's been the most impactful kind of show you've gone to or the most impactful trip that you've taken um, during this whole kind of traveling around, visiting various shows and whatnot? Um, oh, good question. Um, I think the Wafong show, I think, stood out. For yeah. many reasons, it's a massive event, like like proper massive, like way beyond what I'm used to. Like I know the trophy is a big show if I compare it to some of the American uh, exhibitions I've been. Uh, yeah. But you know the trophy is not even a quarter of uh, of the size of the Wafang, and and also the the size of the the commercial activity around the event, yeah. right? Uh, and the size of the opening ceremonies, those sort of things. Like it's it's massive, and the quality of the trees as well. So that combination, I think, yeah, it, it, I think it was the first uh, bonsai event that I visited where I I figured out like, wait, there's totally different styles in bonsai that I right. that, that I haven't seen yet, yes. different from Europe and the US. And then, you know, once I went to more events, so the last decade or so, uh, to Vietnam and Indonesia, Bali, um, yeah. I found out that there's a lot of regional differences and a lot to a lot more to choose from than what I have been seeing. Um, mm-hmm. But then, long answer short, the Wafong was definitely the the, the real different event. And then uh, one more, uh, if, I, if I may, um, yeah, it was mm-hmm. the the World Bonsai uh, Convention in Saitama. So the oh the, yeah, the, yeah, that's a, this you know, the the the. the the problem, uh, so to speak, with uh, the Japanese shows is that they're, they're every year, so um, you never, you will never see all the top trees in the country uh, at the same time. You know, the, the, they they won't show the same tree uh, right. twice in a decade, or I don't know exactly the time span, but something like that probably. <laughs> and so, and the, but the World Bonsai Convention broke all those rules, and and suddenly all the top trees were on display in one show oh. and and we're talking superdome right so i mean a, a massive complex uh, uh massive building where all these trees were beautifully and and with a lot of space displayed and this is i will never uh, again in my life be able to see something uh the, the, the agglomeration of, of so much quality in in one place it's wow. it's insane that's if awesome. any of you been there by any chance or oh. uh, no. I hope they do it again. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they still do the World Bonsai Convention. It's just right. Uh, yeah. Just not in Saitama. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think they did Australia, but that was in the midst of the of COVID. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Because Michael did a, a virtual presentation yeah. for that yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah. Do they do that every year, World Bonsai Convention? Or I, is that every so I, many years? I think every five years. Every but five I'm years. Not yeah. quite sure. Yeah, because I haven't heard anything about the next one, but I just might be out of the loop. But yeah, that's a Very good cool. question. Actually, it might be. Might Google it. Yeah, jump on the Google. I know they had it in Washington D.C. I think in like 2005 or something like that. But I don't know wait. when the last time it was in the U.S. was. Ah, uh, wait. Um, oh, that's regional. The knife was yeah 2022, so it's every more or less every four to five years. Okay, four years it was every four years. 
And then the next one is, uh, it seems to be um, a regional one. And then uh, the 10th, the, the, the main one will be Kuala Lumpur, uh, Malaysia, 2026. Oh, that's crazy. That'll yeah. be cool. Yeah, put it on the list. I don't know if it's going to be as great as uh, Japan, of course, because the, the, you will see the trees from the country that exhibits it. Sure. Um, but Malaysia is pretty sweet as well. But well, not, like, yeah. not like Japan, right? No, yeah. no. But to they, me, at least. They got some good artists, and they, they got this. One of the artists I met there, Noriati, the guy I was mentioning earlier, he does this thing called Bonsai Treasure Hunt, where uh, him and a bunch of his friends, they load up four-wheel drives, uh, <laughs> and they go off into the forest for like days at a time just collecting stuff. That sounds and, fun. Uh, yeah, it sounds, it sounds <laughs> super <laughs> fun. It sounds super fun. So, yeah. Yeah, love well, to hook up with them and do that. Making a note of this. I want to go. Yeah. I want to go to there. Another New Year's resolution. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. uh, do we have any other uh, closing questions or comments for Oscar before we wrap this one up? Mm. I feel like we went all over the place. Is that is that all right? No, yeah, yeah, no we're allowed. To, we're allowed. Our, <laughs> our listeners, our listeners, no, they're used to it by now. Yeah, <laughs> as, as long as we covered all the stuff you wanted to cover about the app, I know I more than like sure I, we... I felt bad talking so much about the app. No, that no, I, no, no, that's which topics to international bonsai. Which... <laughs> no, we we want to also challenge our listeners to give the app like a shot as well because you you'll have the thing where you can share the trees all later on like almost like a feed we would love to see that connection made you know mm -hmm. maybe some little things listeners and that translates over and we can see who's using it um you know because we push for for our listeners to do stuff like that in our um we have a discord where we've opened it up and everybody will just talk and share their ideas and i mean if you go look at our discord uh i mean there's so yeah. many people different i mean it, it's awesome to see the people from like different regions too we have people uh from, there's a lot of them from Australia, surprisingly, but yeah, other people from, from uh, other part, like other parts of the world, sharing their bonsai and asking for advice constantly. So, I, it, it it all makes sense. It's all it's all intrinsic, in my opinion. Yep. So, uh, it's all it's all good. So, you know, yeah. don't feel bad about that. But <laughs> yeah, we know we we I, I personally like it. I like when we kind of go all over the place, and I like I thought it was cool uh, diving mm -hmm. into the app. So don't, yeah, we don't touched a lot of a lot of topics there. Nice. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, is there was there anything else that we uh, I don't know we missed or like you you guys can cut and paste right? So that's, that's yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, we can, <laughs> we, can fill in, we can fill in anything we want. We can do like AI. Um, what do they call those deep fakes? We can do that. <laughs> oh my god, so. we should do a deep fake podcast. Yeah. Oh my god, deep fake podcast about what in in bonsai? Bonsai. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, we just make the, the AI say, yeah, we just make people say whatever we want, you know. Yeah, like like get political and really say nasty yeah, stuff, exactly, yeah. things up a yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, we should make AI listen to all of our podcasts and then write a script or something. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have Chad GPT write the next episode. Yeah, yeah. you should. That's did you um, guys already use um, uh, Midjourney like for images with? Bonsai trees and AI. Like no, I started, I started oh, messing yeah. around with it. I, I, like, I'm just sending you another bonsai <laughs> empire link. I'm Sorry, looking but, at this. Uh, I was going to see what people's that. opinion on that was. Is like I this, haven't felt oh, like wow. a lot of the AI bonsai has been... These are cool. Like It doesn't really feel like bonsai to me because it's all very... Artistic. Like, 
S curve. Yeah. Like it exactly. feels like very basic styles, but I <laughs> love <laughs> the ones where they put the houses in the trees. Like yeah. that, that really does it for me. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly though, if they can like get it to do this kind of algorithmic thinking where it's like laying out the tree like that, it's not crazy. long before you could just p- give it an image and say, hey, how, yeah, what will this look that? like if I, you know, go this direction? <laughs> well, I got news for you. You can already do that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, for yeah, real? You upload your photo and it's like, I would say like, okay, add house to this or. Uh, That's cool. I yeah, like the one in the fishbowl. That's yeah. crazy. So, so the fun thing is you just, once you start playing around with, like I added like bonsai tree, um, baroque, and then but with fire and a house and then you know you get all these crazy oh, yeah. compositions mm-hmm. i know uh, who does this a lot as well it's uh, aaron aaron um, aaron packard, packard yeah, yeah over at pacific mm-hmm. yeah so i, I he shares it recently, wow. uh, quite a lot on his socials but then i added like monkey prune bonsai and then suddenly you get Boom. a 10 toed monkey doing a bonsai. So, yeah, a lot of mistakes, say, but <laughs> gorgeous. I was about to say the feet on that monkey is a little question. I didn't look at the, yeah. I didn't look at the feet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. This is not Wait, a real image. Monkey? Guy. That's not. horrifying. Oh, yeah, wow. What How many heck? toes does that them. have? It's like a, it's like a polydactyl toes? cat. It's like, it's more than 10 for sure. Extra toes. That's way <laughs> more than 10. Yeah, that's like a Hemingway monkey. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh no. <laughs> but and then, wow. and then you can add, add like uh, bonsai tree Van Gogh, and then it starts uh, Van Gogh design bonsai or uh, what else did I did um, Frank Lloyd Wright, like, and that's just that's cool. my my simple mind. But so once you start doing this stuff and you add your own creativity, and it really really gets cool results. But anyway, this is still another stuff. There's a lot of people that are scared that one day AI will take over the art scene. Uh, as far as creating art for advertising or for media that we we consume um but maybe there's another way just to go in here and take a picture of your tree and do add this add that and just to help Mm -hmm. you think about something else that you wouldn't think of literally thinking outside the box on it i mean that's that's one of the things i could see it being useful for it is fun to look at um but i mean it is a little terrifying at the same time i don't know that you can ever replace (laughs) A human artist but i don't know you, you know uh, i yeah. just watched this program on um ai and one of the, they had an expert on one of the guys who's uh a ceo of one of the large firms developing some of this stuff and he was talking about how when he was younger um he always thought that ai would go for the blue collar jobs first that, that would, would be better i would prefer know? that well that's what he thought it would go blue collar first and then slowly kind of work its its way no, down we're gonna uh, we're turning ourselves into the robots and they said uh he said that the way it looks though unfortunately is it's going towards the creative jobs first yeah and that's so, what it's good at is generating yeah, what it's good at. Yeah, it's good at the creative jobs so you know we're not going to see he said we're not going to see the the robot armies that you know we thought it, we would see right away you're going to see more of like this kind of stuff so yeah so obnoxious. <laughs> but please just like, I don't know. Hey, you got to be nice to the machines. Don't talk oh, badly I'm, about them. You got to ni- start. I'm nice to the machines. Okay. I say thank you to Siri every time. Like, <laughs> Oh, I've been pretty bad to Siri. I, I need to I need to go back and work on my relationship you with better, her. Because otherwise yeah. Siri's going to drive you right off a cliff. Yeah, like, exactly. You be real careful. You got yeah. a baby now. <laughs> Siri, I have noticed my, my Amazon Echo turning red a lot. I don't know what that <laughs> means. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh no unplug your devices <laughs> yeah uh, yeah all of our listeners unplug microphones. everything 
<laughs> yeah, we're gonna do an analog podcast next time. Yeah, oh we're gonna God, send this out really by uh, via Mor- Morse code next podcast yeah, exactly. episode. <laughs> <laughs> man, but, oh man, yeah, well, awesome. Yeah, but yeah, this has been a great time. Um, <laughs> a great time. A great is, time. Not great to say. time. <laughs> Oh, no, I, so I know exactly really, i was like really wow. great we're gonna have a great show really this, big show <laughs> i'm over here just like feeling uh disingenuous saying it in that way no that's not what i meant <laughs> but i was like okay it's time to think about how to close the show and then my brain was like <laughs> great no um words are hard man words are hard and also are. doing this the show every single week that's hard um, yeah it's tough man if this is your yeah, first respect. episode uh um, I apologize if this is your first episode listening to it. I always not say me. That. I think baptism by fire. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of slap happy at the ends, don't we? We do. Yeah, we yeah. talked ourselves in delirium a little bit here. But anyway, yeah. um, so thank you so much for hanging out with us, Oscar. That was an awesome, no, for having me. awesome yeah, conversation. Thanks. Yeah, um, nice finally meet you, man. Yeah, yep. likewise, likewise. When are you coming oh, back to the states? Gosh, don't know yet. Um, <laughs> maybe. US nationals or uh, gotta find myself a nice show to make uh, to give okay. myself a reason to uh, to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah actually sure. we um uh we went to the States with a camper van um right after COVID. Um uh, also to visit Bjorn and, and Michael to record uh, the the online courses that we launched recently. Uh but I had a really like we had two months traveling around the States, so that was, no way. That was a That's lot of awesome. time. Yeah, yeah, we were here for a lot of fun. time. And we started um so we started in Miami because it was cold. It was February, and we didn't want to be in a camper van uh, um, and just freeze our ass off. So we we started off in, in Miami, and then we flew to the other side, literally the other side, so uh, Seattle, and then that's where we got the camper. But it was still super cold, freezing at night. So we just drove all the way down south, uh, San Francisco, <laughs> and beyond. Keep going to, south, yeah, <laughs> until things heated up, and then at some point we were like, "Ah, oh, shit, we have to go start." moving back because we had to return it at the same place uh, <laughs> so in the end we, we drove i think we we hasted a little bit too much but gonna do it again at some point and just take it slow it's uh, awesome but it's man. A, that's a dream yeah it was it was a and it's it's such a good country to drive around like mm-hmm. i wouldn't imagine driving this beast uh it was a 28 feet beast I could imagine <laughs> driving that around in a small Italian village somewhere. No, I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind. But in the states, it's just easy. We took the uh, we took the public transport in in Italy, you know, in the Amalfi Coast, and we had to take like nausea pills. Like seriously, <laughs> we were getting, like after day two, we were just getting so banged up from the tight turns and all that. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's beautiful, but it's not camper made. No, no, oh, I can't for rage. Nope. Well, all right, guys. Well, I'm gonna hop off. I'm gonna go check on the, uh, the yeah the baby and cool. and the soon to be wife, and uh, I'll catch up with you guys next week. Yeah, definitely. Oop, there goes a cat. Uh, but yeah, you have a great one, Mike. Thanks for hanging out, dude. And uh, yeah. like I was gonna say too, uh, we normally do little shout outs to tell people where to check out uh, the stuff that our guests or uh, our host have listed online, but it's you know, it's kind of hard to not stumble across or have already seen Bonesight Empire. So I think that goes without having been right. mentioned. Um, so, but, but if yeah. for some reason you haven't, go check out check Bonsai out Empire. Empire. <laughs> if yeah. you've been living under a rock with your root over rock and you don't know what a 
what what bonsai empire is from learning from there that was one of the first places i went whenever i remember I mean, looking up bonsai online so yeah ah, cool it's like yeah. when we were we asked tommy like where where would people find his his stuff remember when we had tommy leon yeah tommy where, Lee was where like where the viewers find your uh where would they find your information yeah yeah he was like please don't google my name <laughs> yeah just don't don't google me yeah so that was great <laughs> so yeah anyway uh if you've made it this far through the episode thank you guys for listening uh like we said before uh underhill bonsai you can go over there and check out my articles and see what we offer here i'm a uh practitioner in southeast louisiana uh and then for mike you can go over to Kitsune, right? What you got going yeah. on, Mike? Anything special real quick? Uh, right now, I did just uh, close out a, um, a really cool uh, program last night for the Gold Coast uh, Bonsai Society. Basically covers Nevada, California, and um, I believe Arizona. <laughs> and I did a clip and grow, a big clip and grow program that will be on YouTube. And we'll Ooh. probably link that uh, to the website here soon. But other than that, no, just been focusing on the baby right now. So, cool. Cool. Daddy that's dude. what you should be doing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Don't, don't miss a don't miss a minute, man. No, yeah. I'm not. I I find myself just staring at her for like an hour at a time. I'm like, all right, go do something. <laughs> uh, take that time, and then uh, and then for you, Carmen, tell people where to check you out real quick. Oh, sure. You can find me on Instagram at Becoming Bonsai, and uh, definitely check out the Purple Pot Society, the Whoa. National Women's Bonsai Group, um, PurplePotSociety.org. Yep. What's your younger youngest Purple Pot Society member? Oh, um, I don't know. We're would Amelia to, like to join? She would love she to join. Get, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. She she's, a, she's got free membership to the Purple Pot Society. Awesome. Actually, youngest practicing bonsai <laughs> person in the world. She's probably the yeah. youngest podcast host. Exactly. Yeah, so. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, she contributed. Excellent. I heard her. Exactly. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for being yeah. patient with us. No, you're, you're good. You're good. He's and, welcome uh, every every time, anytime. Yeah, awesome. Every. Yep. Awesome. And uh, and thank you again, Austin, for joining us. Yeah. yeah thanks, thanks, Oscar. It was awesome, good man. Up. Good yep. talking to you. And for the listeners out there, we'll uh, catch you guys next week, and y'all have a great one. Bye now. Bye.